Hey y'all, I'm Billy. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Thought Zone, a production of the Front Porch Sessions podcast. The Thought Zone series is exactly what it sounds like, our thoughts on particular topics. It's our opportunity to share lessons, experiences, and hopefully offer some help and guidance to others on a variety of topics. And today we are going to talk about something that I found on the interwebs. Wow. Yes, this actually is something from Twitter. It is Nine Traits of Exceptional Leaders. Hmm. And I do not know if this is original to the source that I found it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or and probably found it is not the right word there but that's okay (laughs) okay i do follow uh, a gentleman that lives in another state i do not know his real name but uh, his twitter handle is mental ammo mental ammo mental ammo i like it that is brilliant and he act he is in law enforcement okay uh, but he does tweet a lot of things related to leadership Mm-hmm. and speaking and some of those things. So I'm assuming he's in some sort of leadership role and, and does some speaking and has put out some stuff or occasionally retweets or stuff that he's read he'll put out there and is very good uh, with that. And some time back he had posted uh, this picture of a I – don't, I, I don't really know that it's a document, but a picture there on Twitter, and it was just a nine – traits of exceptional leaders mm-hmm. and I shared it with you and thought hey this would be a good thoughts on at some point yeah so I don't know again if it is his original work or if he got it from somewhere else we know a lot of times things that end up being on sure. uh, social media come from all over right uh, with that so let's just uh, get to it okay and it's a very short list obviously with nine uh, traits here And there's just a a basic statement after each trait, and we'll go through and discuss them very briefly with what you think. And this actually may be more of what in line with our shorter thoughts on. (laughs) Don't jinx it. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, and these aren't numbered, but I assume that they are in some sort of order here. The first one we have as the nine traits of exceptional leaders is respect. Respect. They always respect their people. Yeah. So I'm going to change they sometimes in here and say that exceptional leaders always respect their people. Do you have any thoughts on that one as we get going? Yeah, I'm curious, how would you define respect? That is a very good question, and I don't know how I would personally define respect. Mm -hmm. I know it when I see it. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yes. It yeah. You can you can tell like it's 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 sometimes indefinable until you see somebody that's not respectful and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Yes. A that's quick it. a quick search reveals some definitions for respect. A feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. Okay. Uh, second definition here is due regard for the feelings, wishes, rights or traditions of others do regard i like that i do i i do like that (laughs) Uh, respect is a positive feeling or action shown towards someone or something considered important or held in high esteem or regard it conveys a sense of admiration for good or valuable qualities Hmm. so with that what do you think about exceptional leaders always respect their people I think there's several aspects of that definition that really speak to me. The due regard, of course, and then value. The idea that someone places enough value on me as a team member that they are going to 
show me due regard or respect. And I, and I realized as you were reading those definitions, I've probably never looked up that word to know what is the actual definition. But I, I think you hit it pretty close that sometimes it's one of those things that you you know it when you don't see it. And I think this is one of those areas that it maybe shouldn't even have in their leaders always respect their people, but rather they respect people. Because I think about maybe in retail, when you see someone who is not respectful to maybe their customers or people that don't actually work for them, that maybe they are uh, collecting the garbage or something that we we should show respect because this is something that they're they're people we should show due regard and when when we see people not show respect to the least of these so to speak that speaks to me if you can't show respect for uh, a stranger who is actually doing a service for you or who is purchasing your product then i i got some issues with you and i don't know that i want to be a part of a team like that what do you think I, I agree with you that uh, leaders do need to respect their people, those that are underneath them or that work for them. But you do have to respect other people mm-hmm. with that, and you have to show that type yeah. of thing. We were in a recent situation where uh, we were in a, a department store, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I was slighted or disrespected, but I didn't appreciate the way that the worker addressed me and Mm. talked to me with that like almost like I wasn't worthy to be in that particular section Mm. or in that store at all and I wasn't planning on buying anything that day anyway Mm -hmm. I was just looking but I told you when we met back up about that and if I had intended on buying something that day I would not have bought it from that store yeah I would have gone out of my way Uh, and I think of the times that in you know again 25 something years of of working when you see leaders disrespecting clients yeah. or customers, I think you're how are you really able to lead your team right. with that? Because you lack this basic element of yeah. respect. Yeah, I think basic is the perfect way of explaining it. We expect or hope for respect just as a basic commodity, I guess. I don't know, a basic way of doing life. And when we don't get that we notice it it impacts our willingness our ability our eagerness to actually communicate or work with someone who just lacks that basic ability to show respect okay yeah number two on this list of nine traits of exceptional leaders says authenticity yeah and leaders can't fake authenticity oh boy do you know how to define authenticity I don't, but you do. I do because I looked it up. It's the quality of being authentic. (laughs) I'm so glad you cleared that up. Uh, When we look at this, authentic, genuine, bona fide means uh, being actually in exactly what is claimed with that. I think for me, as I look at exceptional leaders with this idea of their authentic and that authenticity comes through, is there's not a lot of doublespeak. Yep. They let their yes be yes and their no be no. They can communicate well, which is probably on this list a little bit later. It actually is the next one. <laughs> uh, but you know where they stand. They're yeah. not fake. Yeah. They, they're they not telling me one thing and then turning around and telling you a different thing. Right. Or they're not acting a certain way as a leader when they're around me 
and differently when they're with somebody else because they're trying to manipulate situations. Yeah. I think it comes down to you have to be real. Yeah. Whoever you are, whatever you are, that's what you have to be. Yeah. Uh, and we can get in on some different ones later on about you can still be authentic while trying to improve yourself and change your attitudes, your yeah. beliefs, and those type of things. Uh, but I really love this statement about being actually and exactly what is claimed mm. with that. Yeah. I've said for some time now that it is my greatest wish that when I die, someone were to say, She's exactly who she said she was. And I think that really speaks to my desire to live an authentic life, that there's no second guessing and there's no sense of, well, she said this, but I wonder if that's really what she meant or if that's really how she lives her life. I want the two to be synonymous. I want to be who I say I am, who I who I act like I am, etc. And frankly, without that, it does create a level of distrust among amongst your team members. And so it makes perfect sense to me that this would be the second trait, that you can't fake it. People can read you better than your, sometimes I think people feel like, oh no, nobody can tell that I'm faking this. And you want to go, ah. <laughs> right. You're, you're not as slick as you think you are. Yeah. It's about being genuine. Yeah. I think that there are other definitions that you can find out there with authenticity and it's defined as being genuine or real. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can fake it, but most people aren't able to fake it as well as they think they, <laughs> they can. Yeah. And people see right through that. Yeah. And if you're not, as a leader, if you're not being real with those people on your team, they know it. Yeah. They may not tell you that, but they have lost respect for you. I was just about to say, it definitely ties back into number one. So number uh, three, or were you done with authenticity? I'm I done with awesome. nope. So number three, which I inadvertently jumped ahead and mentioned here, is communication, that exceptional leaders are great communicators. Yes, and that is defined as either departing, or excuse me, imparting or exchanging information or news, or it's a means of sending or receiving information. And I think with you and I, we think about it in terms of, is it clear? Is it concise? Is it uh, well-meaning? Is it thoughtful? Because we can exchange information and we can be technically communicating, but great communicators are people who are actually able to present an idea in a way that we understand. We're not walking away going, uh, did you get this? Because I got X and you got Y and we're not making any sense of this. A, an exceptional leader knows how to communicate in a way that everyone gets the message. They feel clear about it. And I would go ahead and argue a great communicator leaves themselves open. They're vulnerable in some way that if they're not clear, the team realizes I can ask clarifying questions and then they're going to do what they can to communicate as clearly as possible. Maybe that's a little bit more character traits, but I definitely think a good communicator knows, let me see if I can't find a better way of saying this. No, I think that's uh, a good point there. And I do like here how this is number three on the list, mm -hmm. although I think it could also be number four if we wanted to put them in some order because respect and authenticity goes into this idea of communication. Absolutely. And communication is more than just relaying information. Sure. Sure. It's how you relay that information, how you explain it. What's your body language yes. when you're doing that? Yes. Six, about 65% of communication is nonverbal. Yes. Uh, with your body language, your tone, uh, other things that go into that. 
And I can't remember if we've had previous thoughts on that dealt a little bit with communication, uh, maybe the importance of it for mm-hmm. leaders, but maybe we do need to come back and give some ideas about how you can improve communicating yeah. with that. You, again, you have to know your audience yes. and how you relate to them. And one of the things that I find where some leaders think they're great communicators and they're yeah. not, <laughs> when they're asked questions, it's, well, I said what I said. Yes, yes. Why do you not understand yes. it? Well, you said what you said, but you didn't say it in a way that was understandable by everybody. Right. And when you're leading a group of people, you're going to have a number of different, uh, I don't know what the word I want to use here. Uh, in, I, Interpretations? I'm Maybe interpretations, but different. I don't really want to get into communication styles sure. because the, the studies on that are a little bit mixed here. But, you know, I'm much more factually oriented. Mm-hmm. Give me the facts, the logic. I don't care about the emotional aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Where somebody else, they want, they need to know a little bit more. You gave me the facts. I, that's what I need. Yeah. And I can move on. And let's get this meeting over with where other people may need a little bit more explanation. So you have to figure out who's in this room. How do I need to communicate it? And don't be afraid to say the same thing differently or repeat it. Yes. Uh, I remember when I was in college as a student assistant and the graduate assistant had to go for a recruiting or scouting thing. He said, okay, this is your job during this game. You have to do these things. And during the game, you have to make sure the head coach knows about these certain facts. When you have to tell him three times. And it's not because the coach wasn't going to pay attention, yeah. but he was studying and it's his graduate work, maybe with uh, something with business administration, but that was a key principle. Three times, so it will stick. And there's some studies behind that and some other principles. That, and that has to be a little intimidating as a college student, I bet. To make sure he knows three yes. times. Yes. Yeah, because the first time I did it, he's like, I know I heard you. I'm like, I'm just doing what I was told. <laughs> but yeah, communication. It's so big. Communication has been said uh, to be the key to life. Yeah. Oh, I would say, too, you were talking about the nonverbal. It's something that I study with one of my classes that I teach, that uh, culture is important in that. And so I I would say that it's important to recognize that even throughout cultures, there are certain body cues that we give that seem to be universal. A smile is actually pretty universal. Now, I will say we have some friends in our lives that their smile is not all that warm. And you might see it and go, oh, no, what's wrong? <laughs> You're trying to fake a smile or whatever. Because it's not authentic to it's them. It's not authentic. And I think that becomes important, which is a whole nother episode. We're getting into those again. Is that just because it's authentic for you, it may not be for somebody else. We can't always read into those type of things. Right. Right. So I will say this. When in doubt, smile. Yeah. Uh, because we've talked about that on some previous episodes and the, and the things that will come about from that. But if somebody doesn't smile, don't read too much into it. Right. How about that? Does that that's a good sum, <laughs> summation of that? Bless you. So sorry. That's okay. I that couldn't is get okay. away from the mic fast enough. We need, to, uh, we need to change our recording stuff so we can mute 
Well, that would be great. While we're actually doing it much easier. Yes. We do have that availability. Nice. I mean, we don't, but there's equipment that we can do that. <laughs> All right. Number four on the list of nine traits of exceptional leaders is humility. There we go. Staying humble enables exceptional leaders to stay connected to their team. Amen. Uh, do you have anything you want to say about this one? <laughs> well, the, it's defined as a modest or low view of one's own importance. And I think that some of us have this down pat. I am always the person in the room that thinks that she's not the smartest, she's not the most knowledgeable about things. And there is the counterbalance of that is there is always somebody in the room that thinks that they know everything. And uh, sometimes I have a hard time connecting with that person. Yes, but I think you're the extreme sometimes. Probably. With that. Yes. And you don't give yourself enough credit. You're probably right. Uh, I like this other definition that I found of humility that says freedom from pride or arrogance. Oh, and I like that better than the uh, definition that you used, a modest or low view of one's own importance. Yeah. I understand where that's yes. coming from because yes. you're not really seeing yourself as above everybody yes. else. Uh, but that can have a negative connotation sure. in some sense, sure. almost to where you would think you're worthless. Yeah. And yeah. that's not what humility is. So I do like this idea of it's freed from free from pride or arrogance. Yes. Have you ever known a leader that uh, is not free from pride or oh, arrogance, that they're not sure. humble, they for don't sure. have humility? Sure. Okay, so you said yes here. Yes. Uh, what did you actually think about that leader? I didn't want to follow them. I didn't feel safe following them. And frankly, part of it was in their communication, which okay. this is how this all, all of these things kind of tie in. And with that, I really lacked respect because they're so busy telling me either verbally or non-verbally how incredible they are. And their quote unquote record does not reflect that greatness that I just found myself almost hampered by it okay. if that makes sense like i could not get past you think you're that great and and the rest of the world's kind of shaking their head going i don't know that that's necessarily true yeah if we get in the wayback machine and go back in time and i'm not even going to guess how many years <laughs> uh, i can think of a situation to where there were several principals in this particular company mm -hmm. uh, like owners mm -hmm. and and the leaders and then there were some other the structure, we're not going to get, this is not a business law class, so we're not going to get into those type things. But out of the three main ones, there was one of these people that we'll just use, they were the leader. Okay. Uh, that I don't think was humble at all. Okay. That they, I'm not really sure they were authentic. Okay. They were respected in some regards, but because they had grown a business, because they knew some of the things they were talking about. Uh, as far as the technical stuff. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I'm not really sure people respected them. Uh, they weren't humble, and uh, people didn't like them for that. Mm. And I didn't like them for that. And mm -hmm. I was like the low person. I had no stake whatsoever uh -huh. in this situation yeah. I'm in, in college or in law school or something. So, And it's not a law firm, so don't be trying to guess anything <laughs> with that nature, folks. But... Um, but people really didn't like this person because they weren't humble. Mm -hmm. The other two uh, principles were, they had this idea of humility down. Mm. And let's be honest, they were rich beyond my imagination. <laughs> they earned it. They had not started that way. And mm -hmm. they had been in this business 30 or 40 years mm -hmm. at that point. Uh, but 
they respected people that were authentic. I don't really know about the communication aspect of it, but they were very humble mm. with that. And remembering part of it is about where they came from and how they had done this. And uh, even though I didn't have as much interaction with uh, those two, I liked them a lot better. Of course. Because of how they treated me. Yeah. Because they were completely free of pride and arrogance. Yeah. The other person was not, and it was a situation of, well, you have to do this because my name's on the door. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. And um, we had a few run-ins, me being a, a young kid, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not going to do that because that violates my principles. Mm. And they didn't like that. They didn't yeah. like somebody standing up with somebody, one of the others, if I had said that, they were like, okay, I get where you're coming from. I'll get somebody else to do it. Yeah. Don't know if I've ever told you that. No. So. No. That's very interesting. I can definitely think of a number of incredible examples of humble leaders. And I think one thing that sticks out to me, especially for my years in retail, was the humble leaders who did not try to take credit for work that I or someone else had done. And sometimes mm -hmm. in retail, that's real easy because it does boil down to maybe a store manager or the top of the top. And they are the ones that are celebrated, like your store did X. That's something to be excited about. But the truth of the matter is we all know that the store manager, especially in those larger stores, they're not the ones that are responsible for the the however many sales in a day. That's the individuals doing that work that are connecting with the customer. And when you have a store manager, you have a leader who stops and says, we're successful because of you. Let's celebrate you. I can think of a couple of times that that happened happened that I just walked out on cloud nine because I knew what I had done. I knew the work I'd put in. I knew the work that those on my team had put in. And for somebody who was higher ranking uh, to recognize that and to give all the credit to the people that put in that work, I, come on, that is a shot in the arm, so to speak, as far as adrenaline and excitement and happiness and made me want to go back to work the next day. Okay. I think I remember some of, of those individuals, and I probably can tell you their first name. Okay. I'm not going to do that, but I, I know what you're talking about in this. You know, they're in a much higher paying position, a yep. much more stressful position. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's a little bit more paperworkish. Yeah. Uh, but they they are ultimately responsible for it. But they understood that they're not the ones out there on the floor yeah. day in day out. Now yeah. I can think of one, and it will come back up here in a second. That if that needed to be was out there. Yeah. With that. But sure. Yeah. When you have a, a humble leader, it's, uh, you know, when, it's transforming, wouldn't you yes, think? Yeah, that's it. Tra it gets into that idea of transformational, yeah. transformational leadership. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm looking yeah. for. Number five on this list of nine traits of exceptional leaders is accountability. Great yes. leaders hold themselves accountable and expect the same of their people. Yes. I love the idea that it is a... Uh, it's an equal balance that I expect it from you and you expect it from me. I think that that's really important because that is going to be a foundation for a great work environment. And uh, I just think that that's an important aspect that maybe we don't talk enough about. It's defined as the factor condition of being accountable, which does not really help us as far as just a simple definition goes. But I mean, when we think about what accountability looks like, that's kind of the better question. Can you you think of some good examples of what accountability looks like? Well, I think part of it is about being responsible for your actions mm -hmm. and what you, you yes. do with yes. that. And, um, you know, it's holding yourself to a standard 
that you hold other people to. Yeah. If you're a leader and you expect those that you are leading to do something that you're not willing to do, mm-hmm. you're not accountable. Right. You're not you're not showing that same level of responsibility. Uh, I tend to hold my students to a slightly lesser standard than what I hold myself to. Okay. Um, just partially because of fear, this type thing, but I don't ever ask them to do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. Yes. Uh, Maybe like with, with coaches, we hear some of those type things. Uh, but I have some pretty high standards Yeah. and uh, some of those I impose on myself and I don't necessarily put it on my students, but if I'm asking my students, if I'm holding them to a certain standard, I am going to try to meet that standard as well. And if I don't meet it, I'm going to come to them. And this isn't just students, it's just other people in my life too. And there have been times I'm like, hey, I I didn't meet this standard. Yeah. And I apologize for that. I'm wanting you to meet that standard and we'll have to, to do that with that. But I, I keep saying, anyway, <laughs> my thoughts are all over the place because yeah. we hadn't spent a lot of time pre-gaming this. Oh, okay. <laughs> pre-gaming is not the right word. So. Well, accountability is something that, uh, again, it's almost like the respect that when you don't see it, it's so glaringly obvious. And I think about it in terms of teams. I also think about it in terms of family. I think that sometimes it's important for me to own with my kids that I made a mistake. A, I need to train them how to do that because, oh my goodness, there's nothing worse than an adult that won't own when they've made a mistake. Just in your friendships, in your life, when you, when you, especially when you work for someone who will not admit, I'm the one that made the mistake. And so my thought is with my kids, I've got to train them now so that hopefully they are better adults, but also it's it takes practice. Uh, I can be held accountable by you, but what happens when I hold myself accountable? When I work that that a little bit harder so that I can make sure that I am doing the right thing and when I'm not, I'm owning it. And, and these are just things that, uh, these, these make better humans in general, but especially it makes for an exceptional leader. I think that's one of the things where maybe you start to transition from just being a leader because of title or a name only to being an exceptional leader is when it, you become accountable to yourself. You're holding mm-hmm. yourself to the same standard or a higher standard than what you're holding other people to. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you're the employer who is upset that people are coming in late mm. or they're taking too yeah. long of a lunch break yeah. and, and something, but they're always in late yeah. and they take the two hour lunches and stuff and they're, they're not humble about it yeah. <laughs> because they're like, well, I'm in charge, so I get to do what I want to do. Right. And, you know, again, that's not, authentic, that may be authentic to themselves <laughs> as being jerks, but it doesn't create respect. Um, so yeah, you have to, if you're, if you're a leader and you're going to hold those that you're leading to a certain standard, you have to meet or exceed that standard yeah. yourself. 100%. If not, you're, in my opinion, you're not going to be an exceptional leader. Agree. Completely. All right. Number next on this list, uh, <laughs> I think it's number six. Yeah. Uh, nine traits of exceptional leaders. Lead by example. Yeah. Exceptional leaders model the behavior they expect. Yeah. I think that ties in a lot with accountability to some degree. Yeah, I was just thinking this works perfectly with your very last example, the idea of being late, the idea of... I do it do as I say not as I do and that's not that that's not 
something that I want to see in a leader. It's not something that's going to inspire those that are working with me to do a better job. If I'm wanting better results than what I had yesterday, then I need to show how to do that. I need to uh, inspire the people that I'm working with by meeting them step by step, if not even guiding them in that regard. And so this whole idea of leading by example it's, it's an important one that I think sometimes we really overlook this when we are talking about our leaders. Um, and sometimes that takes a little bit of account holding yourself to a certain level of accountability. If you're the leader and you don't think that coming in on time and leaving on time is something that really matters for you, but it matters for those that work for you, no, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> yes, we hear a lot and I don't know that I hear a lot of it now, but uh, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Uh, particularly, we hear some of that with parenting. Yeah. And with that, that your kids, you need to model behavior for your kids. Uh, but it goes into a lot of this idea. Sometimes the leaders are, take that mentality yeah. of do as I say, not as I do. Now, I do recognize that there are sometimes with leaders and even exceptional leaders that they are telling the people underneath them to do something that they're not doing. And there's a legitimate reason for that, sure. that because the jobs are different. There's some aspects of that that I can separate with that. Yeah, communication. <laughs> no, I'm saying that. like you can communicate that. Right. And, and that, that will help make that example still worthwhile. Because I might be saying, I need you guys to be here on time. Mm-hmm. That our day starts at 8 o'clock, so you need to be ready to go. We mm-hmm. need to have that sign flipped around at 8 o'clock on the dot, yeah. not a second later, because if people need to come in this place to buy widgets, we need to be ready yeah. for them. Oh, but by the way, I'm not going to get in every day to 845. Yeah. Well, you need to know why I'm not getting in at 8.45. Yeah. This is your job, the sale, we're just going to stick with the sales, to open the store to get things going. Because every morning I'm meeting with these people, or if mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm doing outside sales. Yeah. And, you know, the big ticket or doing something of that, or, okay, these couple of days a week, I'm not going to be here at 8 o'clock because I'm at the Rotary breakfast or I'm having breakfast with these other people that could potentially help us out, community leaders or whatever in that situation. Again, communication. Yeah. We have to understand that. Uh, But if you're not leading by example and it's just do as you're told um, and not what I do type situation, those that are supposed to be following you, they know that and they talk about you. Yeah. They're not showing you respect. No, because you haven't created that model for Absolutely. respect. Uh, but for the most part, I think if you're wanting to ask those that follow you to do certain things, that you need to do them as well. Yeah. Number seven on this list of nine traits of exceptional leaders is empathy. Empathy. Without empathy, exceptional leaders cannot build a team or nurture a new generation of <sighs> leaders. So true. And the definition that I found of empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Yes. Uh, another one says that the meaning of empathy is the action mm. of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, 
in experiences of another of either the past or present without having the feelings, thoughts, and experience fully communicated in an objectively explicit manner. That's a mouthful. Thank you, Mr. Merriam-Webster's dictionary (laughs) with that. But I like that first part of that definition in particular. The action of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experiences of another. Yeah. Well, dictionary.com's got a good one, too. It says it's the ability or practice of imagining or trying to deeply understand what someone else is feeling or what it's like to be in their situation. I think that's probably a little less... um, Wordy. Well, yes. I was going to say heady because I think what your, your definition was amazing, but this is almost simpler in terms of like us common folk can understand. Well, I think to some degrees, the way that I think about empathy is putting yourself in somebody else's shoes yeah. so you can try to understand what they're experiencing, where they're coming yeah. from. Uh, sympathy is closely related. Sure. And what I've been told and remember maybe from uh, like elementary school or <laughs> junior high, high sure. school maybe with like sympathy is you feel sorry for somebody mm-hmm. that they've gone through it. But empathy is your, you can relate yeah. to what they have gone through. Yeah. And a lot of times we think, oh, because I've been in that situation. And these definitions we're looking at here of empathy is maybe you haven't actually been in that. Yeah. But you are actively trying to put yourself in that person's shoes from mm-hmm. their point of view to understand their worldview, to understand how they are experiencing whatever it is. Yeah. I can vividly remember I, my early 20s having, it was, on, it was not a medical emergency, but it was something that uh, we needed to take care of pretty quickly. And I had to go in and tell my boss who really, like, we didn't have this kind of a personal relationship, but going in and saying, this has happened and my doctor needs me to be in tomorrow. And there was not a follow-up question of, well, do you know how long are you, you're going to be gone? There wasn't a lot of like, can you give me some details? It was, oh my goodness, should you leave right now kind of thing. And it was so beautifully articulated that this person actually cared about me rather than the gossip or the dirt or anything other than you need to be okay and then we'll just wait to hear from you kind of thing and that was you know honestly you can feel that in a way that it's almost impossible for Miriam Webster or dictionary.com to truly articulate which that person was humble yes they were authentic and yes. I had a few interactions with that individual. Yeah. We were we were married. I think they were authentic. You they were good communicator from yeah. what I remember you telling yeah. me. You respected them. Absolutely. And that and I do remember that situation because it's like they're saying this is the time I need to be out because they're cut and there was a, a slight complication. Yeah. Uh, nothing major. Yeah. You're, no. you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> you're recovered with that. But it was a slight complication. And uh I called for you. Yeah. And I, I think I may have talked to him. I don't really, he's like, okay. Yeah. You know, that's, I understand what's going on. And he really did understand what was going on in this particular situation, having experienced some of that before, but there were no questions really in that situation. And I understand sometimes you have to ask some questions because unfortunately people will try to pull fast ones. Yeah. That, when I went and told him, it was a, it was a man. I went and told him like, okay, this has happened and I've got to do X, Y, and Z and I can't be here tomorrow. He immediately said, do you need to leave now? 
Like it was not a matter of, well, you know, remember, you've got to get these things done before you leave. It was, well, let's 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 make sure that you feel comfortable right here, right now. And I, I don't know, there's there obviously it has stayed with both of us after yes. all these years. Because he cared more about you as an individual yes. and what was going on yes. than was the store, you yes. know, reset up or whatever. Yeah retail terms you would use as you yeah. change things around or is all the product out or well have you dealt with this problem right. from this particular right. employee there was none of that it was like okay we'll pitch in we'll we'll take yeah. care of it yeah there wasn't even like there he didn't even run through kind of what you were describing there he didn't go through well so-and-so will cover this and so it was truly like you've got enough to deal with you go handle that and it was just such the perfect moment and if i am not mistaken I believe there were some tears. I Does wanted to mention familiar? that. Yeah. I think because of the, the situation, you told me that he, he teared up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and that was not because there was some sort of special connection with me. It was because he knew how to show me empathy, and he knew in that moment that that is the it was exactly right. And honestly, to this day, we still think of him with warm thoughts, and we could not have been further different as far as people go. Right. But I think the world of him. And honestly, if I ever heard from him again, I'd be like, what you need? I gotcha. I just really think that there is something remarkable when somebody can show that empathy in such a profound way that you are still feeling it, because that's probably what, oh, not quite 20 years now? I Maybe a little bit more than 20 years. Okay. We'd have to do some math on that. Yeah, we still feel it, and that yes. is so important with empathy. Yes. And um, to have an exceptional leader that can do that, goodness. Well, because of the way this discussion is turned, let's skip from number seven, empathy. Let's skip over eight real quick and okay. go to number nine. Sure. Uh, on the nine traits of exceptional leaders, care. Yeah. Number nine on this list is care. They show genuine care for their team. Yeah. And I think what you're describing here with uh, your boss in this situation, they had empathy. Yes. They could put themselves in your shoes yep. to understand how important this yep. this was and need to be taken care of. But because maybe of some of the other factors on here too, I do believe that this individual genuinely cares yes. for the whole team. Yes. Not just the four or so of you that were managers that had to run this Fortune 500 company. Yeah. Uh, and I, I say that on purpose because this is a pretty big deal. It was, this yes. is a huge yes. company. And, yes. I mean, how millions of dollars of profits every year. Yeah. And I know that he cared for ever how many of you that were the area managers or whatever they were called. But I think he actually cared for everybody else. Yeah, he knew. He, he knew, knew everybody's name. He did. He? he did. He knew everybody. He knew their stories where he could. He was kind of this perfect, and I, I hate to stereotype, but he's this guy from New York City. Like he is, he talked different. He emoted different. And then when it really counted. But he was authentic. He was authentic. And I knew that man cared. And then he cared about me and my personal success. And 
I could be remembered wrong, but I want to say he sent flowers. And I think there is just something so compassionate about someone that is a little rough around the edges like he was. <laughs> and then to show that that empathy and care the way he did. And again, it definitely goes into this idea of we still are feeling that after all these years. And when we lose that in our leadership, we are losing, I think, a key component. Because like I said, I am forever in his debt. I feel like I would be loyal to him, even if he popped up 20 years later and said, hey, I need something from you. I'd be like, sure, what you got? And that is something that uh, sometimes I think leaders just assume that we're going to, well, surely they know I care. Surely they don't know that I think uh, ill things about them. Well, how do I know that unless you tell me and show me? And, And these are just really important things that exceptional leaders can't take for granted. Well, what is the old saying that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I've met in my uh, short life some people <laughs> that probably thought they were exceptional leaders and they yeah. would tell you they were great leaders, but they weren't. Yeah. Uh, because they wanted you to know how much they knew. Yeah. And they didn't, this other thing didn't work. Uh, and what I have experienced in my life, this is a little bit of a tangent, but you know that you know how somebody is a great leader, they're going to tell you they're a great leader, <laughs> which most of the time means they're not a great leader. Yeah, that's certainly With been our that. experience. A caring leader cares about people around them by creating an environment where everyone feels valued, supported, appreciated, engaged in conversation, challenged as well as heard. Mm. Uh, as well I as think heard. As that type is very important. Uh, Caring leadership not only results in an increased sense of belonging among employees, but also impacts the bottom line. Mm. And we've talked about this on some previous thoughts home. When you're those people that are in your charge or underneath you as a leader, when they know how much you care, uh, they will do more for you. And it goes back into some of this authentic respect, humility. Uh, but you can get people to run through walls. Leaders who care are seen as more trustworthy. Mm. I think that's uh, very important with that. Uh, Melissa Houston, in a review of uh, a book for Forbes, said there is a direct correlation between the treatment of employees and their productivity. Mm. She adds that caring leadership leads to lower attrition. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you want to be an exceptional leader, uh, Caring leadership leads to lower attrition, reduced absenteeism, Mm. engaged employees, and in turn, higher customer satisfaction. 100% agree. I think that uh, with that particular job, when I worked under that particular boss, it would have been harder for me to leave while he was in that position. Although I can assure you, he was the kind of boss that if he knew we were going to do something that was more in line with our life goals, et cetera, he would have been the guy that said, well, then I support you 100%, how can I help? And that is something that we see with the care and the empathy as well. He would have helped you pack your office not in a bad way, like no, no. we're having to run you out. You got to leave. He would have packed your office, carry that box in your so car. Too. He would have. And, He'd uh, have talked to me the whole way. But, uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think as, as we're going into this discussion, I'm going to make a note here that maybe we need to come back with a future thoughts on. And about just care. About care and mm-hmm. how leaders can show 
people that they care. Yeah, I just think it's such an important aspect that we're not talking enough about that we know it, we feel it, and it's, it's, I will also, let me say this really quick, because we certainly have had experiences where we've had bosses that have tried to show they care about something, and it's been almost off-putting because that's not how they live their professional lives, that when they do it, you immediately question their authenticity, Right. You immediately question, uh, are you being truthful with me? And so with this guy, as as different as he was, uh, and I say he's rough around the edges, I actually don't mean that in a bad way. He just, he had a different way of expressing himself. How about that? <laughs> well, very different cultures. Yes, absolutely. For those, this is not a perfect corollary. Some of our listeners will get this. Uh, my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Oh, Vinny yes. Vinny comes down from, he's from what, New Jersey, yeah. and he goes down to Alabama. Yeah. And this, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> it is thing 100% here. a great correlation. Uh, when you talk about rough around the edges. Yes. yes. That's what you mean. It's not a sign of no. disrespect here. No, 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 not no, at no. All no, we communicate differently. Yeah. Yeah. And if we get back in the Wayback Machine, and again, when I was, uh, the situation I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. is there, there were times where the one person that I thought was not humble would try to show some care yeah and i always question that even yeah. as, even though i was never thinking about those type of things i think there was an aspect of the individual that wanted to care yeah. about the team and about the employees and, and about me but it didn't really always come off as yeah. authentic with that yeah. it was almost like i'm stuck with you for <laughs> 15 minutes yeah this is very awkward. We need to make some small talk. Yeah. And so you're asking these questions. And that, you know, maybe he just has a different way of showing care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that type of stuff sticks with you. So we yeah. definitely need to come and spend a full time, a full episode on care. Yeah. And we've hinted at that in some previous thoughts on where we've talked about some leadership traits. Yeah. yeah but that's important. All right. So we're going to back up just a little bit. Unless you have something else you want to say yep. about care real quick. All right. So uh, we're going to back up to number eight uh, on the nine traits of exceptional leaders. Number eight is visionary. Yeah. The, uh, exceptional leaders are driven and inspired by what the future can become. Yeah. There is something so profound about someone who can clearly articulate their vision for the future, especially when it's positive, when it is inclusive of the team, when it is mindful of everyone's situation in a very, um, I want to say something besides positive, but in, in a way that truly does say, look, we're all in this together and we can do great things. And I think to use this trait of a visionary as an accept of, exceptional leader that doesn't make sense but people hopefully you know what i'm talking about a character trait of exceptional leaders being visionary i think you cannot truly be a visionary as a leader if you cannot communicate that vision mm-hmm. to your people amen because they're not going to get on board and if you're keeping it all to yourself how are you going to motivate individuals right. with that type of thing and for me being visionary you are looking at the future mm-hmm. and those type of things, but it also has to be realistic. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to I can't say I'm a visionary leader that this next quarter we're going to have a million dollars in sales when we haven't sold one widget. Yeah. You know, we haven't even yeah. started yeah. selling things. We're still in the production phase or something of that nature. 
that's being unrealistic yeah. with that. I think visionary is grounded in a little bit in realism yeah. with that. What can you accomplish with your team? And I also think, too, sometimes when I hear people talk about a visionary leader, mm-hmm. it's about increasing revenue and those type of things. I think it's more to it than that. Yeah. It could be increasing engagement in your employees. Yeah. Uh, and not everything, I mean, we're in a profession that is not sales-based. Yeah. I mean, we there's revenue that's generated to keep it going, but it's a nonprofit type situation. Yeah. So that's not a good metric. But how do you engage your people that therefore they're engaging or we're engaging our students that are going to help create uh, engaged alumni, but more importantly, create individuals that are going to go out and change the world or at least change their world because they've learned from us. Yeah. The definition that I found was thinking about or planning the future with imagination or wisdom. And I've recently said, I really struggle with creativity. This is not something that just comes innately. I'm not creative. I'm not a dreamer. But I will say that sometimes I can think about my life when I was in charge of teams. I can think of times where I really was the visionary, that I got excited about something and I was trying to find ways to motivate my team through that vision and you know this idea of thinking about or planning the future with imagination or wisdom these are i think these are things that need to be practiced as well that just doesn't come naturally to everyone not just me the person that struggles with creativity and dreaming this is probably something that a lot of us struggle with because that does imply um that this is not just something you dreamed up and like oh let's do this let's create a a college in the sky. No, let's come up with something that's realistic that we can all get excited about. And I think an exceptional leader knows how to do that, knows how to paint a picture where people get excited about something, but also they maybe do that in a realistic way that we can all recognize our part in it and that is achievable. Well, I think one important aspect to being a visionary leader is that last thing you said, it's achievable. Mm -hmm. And you're not always going to hit all of your metrics and all of your targets or goals, whatever words you want to use there. But if visionaries are driven and inspired by what the future can become, you have to know how you're going to get there. Yeah. So you see, okay, this is where we are. This is where we could be. How are we going to get there? Otherwise... I'm going to use a word that you, you're just a dreamer. Yep. You're not a visionary yep. because you haven't put any plan into action yeah. with that type of thing. This doesn't necessarily relate uh, straight up with our topic here of nine traits of exceptional leaders, but I have very recently and you very recently experienced something with a visionary Yeah. and driven and inspired by what the future can be. Mm-hmm. And it is that we received a phone call. You received a phone call from a doctor mm-hmm. uh, because one of our kids is, has to go to the doctor here soon and probably by the time this is out it'll be over yeah uh, but they are concerned about the weather there's a storm coming in yeah yeah like a major it could potentially be a major snowstorm yeah. it may not be but yeah. we have to drive an hour ish away to to get this appointment yeah but they're looking forward yeah as to what the, the future they're driven and inspired what the future can be and it's yeah. a little bit different situation here but they didn't wait till the last second and i've been thinking about this the past couple of days kind of watching the weather and like yeah. or do we need to make a phone call right. to see if we can reschedule but no here uh, out of the blue a yeah. couple of days early they called and said we're watching this yeah and here are our options we can go ahead and reschedule now 
you can wait until March. You can call us a day of, yeah. and if the weather is not appropriate for you to get here, we'll reschedule it. Think of the care that emotes as well. Like it tells us that they actually care about us. We're not just another check or another appointment that they've gotten off their list. They actually care because she knew where we lived and she knew the travel we would have to do. I right. think that's amazing. Well, I mean, what are the things from this list that we could go sure. into that? Just yeah. other things from that with that. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, having a goal without a plan is kind of useless. Right. And I think the same if you're, you want to say that you're a visionary leader, how are you going to get your team to that vision? Yeah. Just having a vision of where you want to be is not enough. You yeah. have to figure out how to get there. Uh, anything else you want to say about visionary before we move on to the next topic? I just would say that I've definitely been a person where I have actually been the visionary. And it was kind of one of those weird things where, again, I was in middle management and the, my team that was directly reporting to me, I feel like they caught the vision. They got excited about the the vision but as far as the larger entity it was it was just too bold or maybe i didn't spend enough time really painting the picture for them or maybe it wasn't appropriate for me to be the person to paint that Mm. vision um and while it's really seemed to motivate my team as far as a larger goal that didn't actually happen it didn't work out and i still think about this because this has probably been oh 14, 15 years ago, where I think, oh, could I have done that differently? And I will honestly tell you, for somebody that beats themselves up for unnecessary things, this is one of those things I don't feel like I could have done it differently or better. I think given the situation, given the work that I put in, I motivated my team to catch the vision, so to speak, that I was trying to cast. And in that regard, I'm really grateful for the vision that I had for having a team that got on board with it. But again, I would say all of these nine traits were important that they did not just hear it and go, all right, well, the boss said, so let's go. There's there's a bigger picture here. And I love that all of these traits, we could probably tie each of the traits back to two or three things, if not the entire list. And I think that is what makes this such an important lesson, if I can say it that way, to look at these nine different traits. I think if you're the boss or the leader and you're expecting people just to do things because you told them to do that and you don't have a number of these traits, uh, you don't need to be the boss or the leader (laughs) because they're doing it out of spite. Yeah, agreed. With that. All right, so once again, the list here, nine traits of exceptional leaders. Number one, respect. Two, authenticity. Three, communication. Four, humility. Five, accountability. Six, lead by example. Seven, empathy. Eight, visionary. And number nine, care. Yep. And as I look at this list, I don't think I would take any of them off of there. No, absolutely not. And honestly, as I look at this list, I can't come up with something really one word or one small phrase that I would add to it. It is a great list and certainly a wonderful jumping off point. It is, and it embodies so many other things. If you wanted to come up some extra words, we could say, oh, well, that fits into here and things. Well, we would like to know what you think about this list of nine traits of exceptional leaders. Uh, Is there one that stands out? Is there somebody that you know, and you don't don't necessarily give us names (laughs) on this. Uh, You can if you want to, but somebody that... Uh, has been in a position of leadership that you've been under and you thought, you know, I really remember 20 years ago that 
this person was very humble and that yeah. influenced me. Whatever thoughts that you have to share on this particular thoughts on, we would love to hear those. Yes. And they may help us as we look at, because I think we are going to at some point need to dive into a couple of these yeah. and uh, explore them a little bit more than we have time to do on this episode. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So you want to tell them the best way to do that? Yes. The best way to reach us is through Instagram. We're the Front Porch Sessions podcast. If you don't know, there is a direct message function on Instagram that comes to both of us. So we do actually both of us will see whatever message you send. That is the Front Porch Sessions podcast. If you are so inclined, go ahead and give us a follow there. You can keep up with our adventures on and off the porch. But the direct message function is is really of key importance here because we do want to hear your input. So again, that's the Front Porch Sessions podcast on Instagram. And if for some reason you only listen to Thoughts On, mm-hmm. which come out irregularly, <laughs> uh, sporadically yes. with that, uh, and I don't imagine there's really anybody that just listens to Thoughts On, but if that's all you do because you saw the things and like, oh, they're talking about something I'm interested, we uh, suggest that maybe you just jump on over on the regular podcast yeah. that's a little bit different, a yeah. lot different. <laughs> It's as much, it's kind of laid back and yeah. rambling as this one can be, but it's uh, funnier, yes, I guess. I hope. Uh, yeah, but those come out every Tuesday. So there we, we appreciate you listening to those as well. Please. Uh, any closing comments on traits of exceptional leaders? I think that these traits are important, not just for leaders, but maybe just for people in general. I, I want to build a world of better adults. And there are too many of these that are key to us being better people that um, while this is incredibly important as far as who we want to look to as our leaders, I think there's probably some valuable lessons in here just for us little people if you are not in the leadership business. Very well said. Thank you. And we shall close this Thoughts on episode. Thank you.